0: Yud Ches Eir, Lag 3rd of May, Rabbi Talmoy okay, Shetzweka, Lag Heart of Spirits Eime. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today. And I'm uh, from Beit Shemesh, so I brought the sun with me, so you should have a little bit of sun. <laughs> I'll leave it here so you can have it and enjoy it when I go back. I wanted to speak a little bit about in Yom about Lag Boimer. and if I have the schus, to be able to address such a fine kihila as here in Golders, like I did a few years ago back. So I wanted to be able to share some amazing ideas I saw recently, and I think that Blessed Hashem will be able to explain a very interesting uh, question that you could ask. I mean, the, the most probably the most famous story in the Gemara that everybody seems to know. Rabbi Shem Bar Yochai is the one that appears not by mistake on and the Gemara and Shabbos it's a very well known story of Bar you know the greatest of the Tana'im in the Nishter the revelation of the Zorah Kodesh and he's going around and he sees people being working in this world which is what most of us do and it says that he, he, he burned up. People are busy with things from this world. He was so upset. The fire burned up. And came out and said, What are you coming to destroy my world? went into the Myra. And he dunned it himself. He made a din for himself. That just like Rosh Khash Chas Shomar, and Gehenim, Yud they went into the Myra. He comes out of the Myra. What does he see? He sees a Yid running with two Hadasim. And he asks him, What are these two Hadasim for? And he says, One for Zubra, one for Shumer. Oh, Kam Chavim Mitsa Everything is good. So I saw it. Zubra asks Kasha, Pasha kasha. How does that make him feel any better? He sees people being oysik in Baha'i Yeshua, people are oysik in this world. Because Roshim B'Rechai, the Yerushalmi says Roshim B'Rechai, Roshim Barichai says we should have two mouths. One mouth. So Yerushalmi in Brochus. should have one mouth for Torah and one mouth for Div Rechol. Roshim is of the opinion that the mouth is so Kaddish when it's used for Div Rechol, it's Mekaddish it. You shouldn't use that same mouth to speak Div Roshim He's the one that Khashom he burned the world for seeing things that were in bhay to be oysik in this world. And he comes out and he sees what? So you would think maybe he saw people learning, he saw people doing very rufniasdika mitzvahs, unbelievable thing. He saw somebody, a yid, running with two adasim. What mitzvah is this? I mean it's a wonderful Hanhogan of Buddhist Hashem, but what mitzvah? what did this thing symbolize from Shubhai That Oh, now it's okay. So to try and answer that. Let's start with a Mimer, a very short one that the Beis Aram, the Karlina Rebbe, used to say. He used to say an unbelievable thing. He said, Whoever has a Muna in Roshim Bar can have Chizuk in Roshim Bar And then he said something else. Just like a Kaddish Baruch is for everybody, Roshim is for everyone, even with even for the Nidriga, even for the people who are who are smaller of stature. What did Rebbe mean by this? So I think we can explain it in the following way. And it will hopefully also enlighten us about this Gemara. Rebbe from Alexander is one of my favorite Chassidish Rebbe's. Rabbi Hanech was unbelievable gone. Before the Chaddish became the first Gera Rebbe, all the Chassidim that were part of the Katsko were by the Alexander Rebbe. This Alexander Rebbe, Rab Hanech, he was a very unique individual, very special. He used to say over his Torahs, mostly in cryptic, strange Michaleman stories. Let me share just one with you before I tell you what he said about Rak Goimer, just so you get an idea of the Goimis and the unbelievable special, unique way Rabhainik used to have. Soinek told the following story. So once upon a time there was a paritz. There was a very, very wealthy Polish landowner, you know, like all the stories about the Paritzim. But this part, he had a love for horses. He loved horses, especially very expensive ones. He was a mamish like a horse collector. And he went around the world, and he collected stallions and horses. Finally, he got a prize horse. This was the horse. And he was sure that if he just keeps the horse around, I'm going to come a thief and steal the horse. So what did he do? He built a special barn for the horse, a special place to keep it. He kept it under lock and key, and he hired a guard to watch the horse day and night to make sure no one will steal it. Okay? This guard was someone quite unique, as you'll see in a minute from the story. And the parts he had a bad feeling about the guy. So the Parts went to sleep that night. He got dressed in his Parts pajamas. You know, probably had one of those, of, uh, you know, the tassels hanging from it, like in the old times with the long pajamas he's lying in bed. And he's tossing, and he's turning, and he's tossing, and he's turning, and he can't fall asleep. He's worried about the horse. Finally, he, push it, can't sleep. He doesn't know what to do. He gets out of bed, lights a candle, walks quietly, and he reaches the area where the guard is. And he peeks, and he sees the guard is sitting there, thinking and thinking. He walks over to the guard, and says to me, Excuse me, can I ask you a question? Well, what are you thinking about? He says, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm pondering about the eagles. He says, the eagles? What about the eagles? He says, when they're up in the heavens, soaring above, I wonder, are they lonely? <laughs> like, okay, this guy's not all there. He says, okay, as long as it keeps you awake, you just, you just keep thinking. And he goes back, and he lies down in bed, and he's tossing, and he's turning his He can't fall asleep. He comes back down. And he walks over again. And he sees the guard is sitting there, and he's thinking, and he's thinking. So, what is this guy thinking about for so long? He walks over to the guard and he says to him, excuse me, can I ask you? I don't want to disturb your, you know, your lofty uh, pondering, your, your philosophical. What are you thinking about now? He says, I'm wondering, when a person eats a bagel, where does the hole go? <laughs> he's like, Okay. He goes back and he's tossing it. He, he comes back there and asks him, yeah, What are you thinking about now? He says, When you knock a nail into the wall, where does the piece of wall go when you knock it in? He says, this guy is crazy. So you just keep thinking and think about all this, as long as it keeps you awake. Finally, it's almost dawn, and the parts he still can't sleep. Something's bothering him. It's like he doesn't feel right. He comes down, he walks in, and he says to the guy, what are you thinking about now? He says, I don't know, I'm thinking this whole time. If you're upstairs, and I'm sitting here, thinking, awake, what happened to the horse? <laughs> Rabbeinah used to tell this story. He says, sometimes we're so busy thinking, we lose the horse. The horse is the prize. It's the derech of Shem, the abodez the mitzvahs. Sometimes we're so focused on so many side issues, so many side details, we, we lose the horse. We lose the whole horse. Rabbi Yenich said something about Sfirah Soimer. he said the following. He said that the mem the 49 days of the Oimer, are Begematria Lev Toiv. What is the Lev Toiv? He says Lev is the 32 days before Lag Omer, and Toiv are the rest of the days after Lak Omer. It means that Lag Omer is the heart of Sfirah Saimur. And he said that this Toiv is referring to the Toira, because En Toiv el La Toira, Toiv refers to Toira. And this is the true Ahana for Kabbalah Satoira. That was what Rupinik said. <clears throat> so I think maybe we can explain what the Rinpoche meant as follows. What is the Lev Toiv, what is the heart of Siyosama that the pinnacles was referring to? What is the essence of these days of Sefirah? So we heard right before that there's a machoikas in Havokha, whether we consider Lak B'Emer because of the Hilula of Rav Yachai, or is it for another reason? It's brought in an halacha, a reason, that perhaps the reason that we don't say Tachan and Lak B'Emer, it's the day that the Tamid of stopped passing away. We know that Rebbe Kiva had 24,000 Tamid that all died during this time. And the Gemara tells us in the Bavli, and Yevomahs, that L'nahagukavadzeh b'zeh. So, I saw what Zilber suggests in his Sefer that what does mean, Sharon It means that they couldn't recognize the Nakud in each one of their fellow Talmidim. They were Chavrusas, they were learning together, they were, they were Talmidim they were one group. But they couldn't recognize that Nakud HaToivah, they couldn't see the good in each other. That's what it means, Sharon Because every Eid, every Jew has an Nakud HaToivah in his heart. And that nukud is what gives him a mission in this world, right? The svarim tell us that there's shishim riva Neshama Sisro, There are six hundred thousand archetypal neshamas in the world of the all of the body, the corpus of Kla yisro. And the svarim say that in the and other places that every yid has a kesher It's one of the oyses. So that's why this, this, the svarim say this shishim riva oasis, Just like there's six hundred thousand Jews, there are six hundred thousand letters. Each Jew has a connection to one letter, and we know. If a letter is missing from the Sefer Torah, we consider it Puzzle. So, Chal Yisrael forms the corpus, the tapestry of the Sefer Torah of Chal Yisrael. If one Yid, if one person is missing from that, Puzzle. Because each one of us has something unique to contribute to give into the world. Each one of us has something unique in learning to give into the world. Each one has something unique to give in Chesed, in loving kindness, in, in, in amazing things that we can contribute to the community, to the cloud, to the prop, to our families, to our friends, to our shuls. And that, the that's the essence of the Ribber feel tefillah. I'm very connected with the river I try to go as much as I can to the earth side. I, I translated selections from it into a sefer. The Ribber has a famous tefillah that made it into a beautiful song, right? The Ribber was saying, one of the things we dabble for. <coughs> And the Hashem should give us the ability to see the milas in each one of our fellows, in each one of our fellow Jews. Because every one has a special mila, a special chen, a special tafkid, a special mission, something unique that only they can contribute and bring into the world. And we have to learn to recognize what that is and appreciate that about everybody. And that appreciation, that wonderful nekuda toyva, that wonderful nekuda in the leiv in the heart of every Jew. That's the essence of working on our midos. because listen, you come into contact with so many different people during the course of the day, some of them will make you happy, some of them will make you angry, some of them will really, really, really stir you up. I mean, people are people, I don't have to tell you about the times that you've come across people and they've frustrated you to no end, whether they're family members or friends, or people you bump into in the street, and a lot of times they're our fellow Yidin, and what they're doing is just exasperating. And you have to mamish and you have to think twice, and you have to look at them and say, "My gosh, this is a yid just like me." I have no idea what milas he has that, that I don't have. What midas Toivus this yid has that I could work on, that I could learn from him, that I could see from, that I could appreciate from, that I can gain from him things that I don't have. them. right? Because ezul chacham The, 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 the Mishnah Perkevas told us that the true chacham learns from every single person. That there's something to learn from them. There's something to appreciate. There's something, a the lesson that they can teach us, that they can prove us and move us forward. So that's the essence of Rebekah's Talmud, when the unfortunately, they were, on whatever level we can understand, they were, seem to have been missing this lesson, that they had a, a lack of understanding the the could the love and the Riddashav that they were supposed to have with each other. Rebekah, is Talmud, Rebekah is the Rebbe of Shmuel and Shmuel Yochai is one of his greatest talmideh. And the Rebbe of Akiva, what did he teach? So, of all the different things that Akiva, the great Tana the Baal Torah, so many members we have are from Akiva. How could it be that of all the things in the Torah he chose, he chose that it's this Nikud Toyba, because if you love and you appreciate every Jew like yourself, surely when a person looks at himself, he finds plenty of Nakudas Toyvas about himself. Usually a person has done himself with kaskas pretty pretty easily. And a person knows himself and unless a person unfortunately would have very bad self esteem, but usually we like ourselves pretty much and we can find good things about ourselves. And if we were able to project that onto others, how much more could we find those in tovets, about them? So I saw a wonderful, unbelievable pshat. The first his son, from Murdamsk. He has a wonderful sefer. And in it, he explains this Memra. He asks, what does it mean, Gadol How is that a Kal Gadol It's a Kal Gadol in midos, in Moser, in character refinement, in relationships. How is that a Kal Gadol Batoirah? So he said the following idea. He said, Zikkhaag ala bilimah de Torah. He says, when you learn Torah, it could have two different types of effect on you. Different people are affected different ways when they learn. Some people, they study Torah. The more Torah they learn, the greater they feel about how much they know. I finished another Mesechta, finished another Seder. I know so much Shas, I know so much Gemara, I know so much Shulchan <laughs> And they begin to feel superior other people who don't know as much as they have, who haven't learned as much as they have. And they begin to look at them and say, listen, you know, I'm a Taman Chacham, I'm a Rav, I'm learning, I learned all this stuff, and they, they do it. So, they come and they say an opinion, Oiz not interested. They come and they offer what they think, not important, they haven't learned as much as I have. And the more they learn, such people, the greater their gaiva, the greater their self- worth in, in their own eyes is, the more haughty, the more vain, the more arrogant they become. And they begin to look very, very badly at others. They begin to belittle them. They begin to feel that those people don't have anything to contribute. And this type of learning, this type of learning, to make a person a into a Baal Gaibah, that's what it means when it says that some people taste from Torah, and Samachayim, and some Nebuchad us. How could the same Torah become for some people a Samachayim? A life-giving elixir, a wonderful potion, a medicine, a balm, a healing thing, and for some people it's Sam it's a poison. How could the Torah be that way? And the answer is, it's your attitude. If we have the attitude towards Torah that it's self that you know, making me great, it's making me unbelievable, I'm, I'm, you know, such an arrogant person because of how much I think of myself like that, So because I've learned so much, because I know so much, the person becomes like, we say, I know it all. So these people, that the Torah has become for them a Sam they've become such valley so said the Radomsker the Ravram from Radomsk he said <laughs> that when a person learns Torah the Torah what, what should the Torah do for him it should make him more and more and more humble more and more So The person begins to learn he opens up the Gemara and says oh my gosh I've only started to learn and there's so much to learn there's Chat, and then there's Rashi and Tosis, and then there's the Marshon and Tosis, and then there's all the Rishonim, there's the Rif, and the Rambam, and the Rosh, and the Raivid, and, and the Kashas on the Rambam, and then all the Briskers, the Chilukim. I'll never finish. And you begin to learn and learn, and then it begins to go into Shochanorah with the Taz, and the Shach, and the Mefarshim, and, and the and the Bach, and the Bishyasef, and it goes on and on. and Then when you think you've learned all the Nigla, then there's all the Nister, Rishon Bar Yachai, there's the Zohar Kodesh, and the Kisariza, and it never ends and a person who begins to really take Torah seriously, and applies the Midah of Anivas to it, the more he learns, the more he realizes that there's so much more to learn. The more he learns, the smaller he becomes in his eyes. Look how little I know. I know a great enough amount for myself, but surely there's people out there that have learned more than me, that learn the Hasmada more than I do. And they begin to look around and see... It might be that I am on this Madrega of learning, it's great. But look at him. He's able to go to a smada b'dafyami. He works late hours, and either before work or after work he goes to a d'afyami. What type of a smada that person has that is able to wake up early, or even though he's tired, he's finished hard, long hours at the office, riding home on a bus, on a train, and he'd rather be with his family or having supper, and he drags his feet out to a shir. Even if he's nodding off. Because he's putting in the koiches to be there. And how many people sit and learn all day long? And Baruch Hashem, it's a wonderful schus for them, and it's a wonderful thing for them. But what if they weren't learning all day long? Would they have the power to drag themselves out to a shir early in the morning or late in the evening? Would they gain from it? Would they be able to give the asvada to come day in and day out? What the weather is, it's raining, it's pouring, it's snow, and still they're going to the shir. And the Megidda shir who give them, and the people that attend and and then you meet people. And okay, they never learned in yeshiva. You think that they have nothing to contribute. You think they have no chiddush to say. They're coming with the pan with a new kick, with a new way of looking at things. They could say something that a person who's been sitting and learning in yeshiva the whole life never thought of seeing it like that, because they have something new to bring with them. And that's what the Radomsker said. That the more a person learns, the more he loves other Jews because of what they can bring to Torah, what they can give for to Torah, to Torah, to Torah, what they can sit and learn and contribute and bring to the Torah in ways that not everybody could do on their own. Because only with, like I said, only with the riva Oseus, the riva Neshamas, only with all of Chisra do we have a full Torah. And that teaching and that idea, that inspiration, of after Rach to begin to love every Jew and love within them that include of who they are is the secret of why Sfira Soemer has in it a heart called Rag because Rag Boemer is the time of the Rosh Abayai Shem Bayai again the Talmud of Rabbi Kiva, the one who said after Kamocha and rosh his huge Talmud who took this to the next step right we know the Mishnah Obus says that. There were a bunch of tamid and they were all sent out to find the right way in life. And each one had his own idea, Ein and this. And, and at the end, he said, I see the Lev Toiv. Of all the different things that every one of them said, he saw the Lev Toiv as the right one. Why? Why? Because it includes all the others. How could Lev Toiv include all the others? Lev Toiv, that's what we said the Svir it's 32 days they come to Rab And then Toiv days, that follow, and Ruhainich told us, Ruhainich from Alexander told us. This is, this is the Ahana Gemurah for Torah. Why is this the Ahana Gemurah for Torah? Maybe the Ahana Gemurah for Torah should be to take a Gemara and sit and learn for a few hours and get ready for Torah. For or maybe the Ahana should be to say a Geshmak a Berkha in the morning. Or maybe the Ahana for Torah should be to go to the mikveh. To go to, uh, you know... Um, a marathon, and, 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 and sit and learn through Mishnah, why is the chachonic for him Because without Midois, there's no Torah. Without the Anivas, the humility, and the Ripshak, the love for every Jew to find that Nakura Toiva, to find that wonderful teaching, within each thing that every type of Jew has to offer, whether it's a Chassidah or a Ritvah or a Risham Shelfar Hersh, or uh, a teaching from one of the scholars from, from today's times. From the Rishonin, from the Chorim, from the Everybody has something to offer. And it's a unique offering. It's something different that not everybody else can bring to the table. It doesn't matter. The Sefer, the Ashkenaz, the Temanin, the Chosidish, the Litvish, the yekish What's the difference where they come from? They're Russian, they're Polish. All this tapestry of... Gullus, where we've been in all these places, each one of these places gave us something unique and formed and shaped Ka'al Yisrael into the unique tapestry of individuals that we are today. So many Jews, so many different faces, so many different facets, so many different things that they can contribute and bring into Lima the Torah. So sort of this is the Ahana for, the Ahana Gemurah for Torah, is to work on our midos, to learn to love each other, to learn to find the Inquire Torah within each other. And that's the Lev Toiv in the Mishnah in Perkeavis, and that's the Lev Toiv of Ster Soimer. And I think that's the answer about Rushim Bar Yechai. What did we say? Rushim Bar Yechai was walking and he saw people, Oiskim in this world, and he said, Oiskim Bechai Hashan, he burned up the world. And the Paschal said, What are you doing? Go back into the mire." And he went back in, and he came out, and we asked, What did he see? Did he see people learning? Did he see people doing mitzvahs? He saw a Yid running with two hadassim. And he asked him what's it for. And he said, one for Zohar, one for Shamar. And that was for Shem Oh, Ka'am Mitzvah Yisrael. Wonderful. What mitzvah? What wonderful thing did he see? And I think the answer is, Razor says, Pshat, he saw a Yid, not the biggest Hamid Chacham, not the biggest Tzaddik, a Yid, a Jew, running to do an Haggatoyva, not a mitzvah there's no mitzvahs to fill in, there's no mitzvahs to, no mitzvah to you're not going to open up Shulchan Aruch, uh what's it called, and, and, and uh, say for our mitzvahs and the Rambam and the Gemara, and you're going to find there's a mitzvah called taking two by the hadasim and, and uh, running with them and, and saying a bracha on them. You're going to find it in Sifram and Hagen because after this Gemara, there's many people who have this minig to shmek the to smell something on, on Shabbos, by the Shabbos table, it's brought down in the Kisar Arizal, but it comes from this Gemara. But before this Gemara, this yid sounds like he's the Makor, he's the source. This Yid, who's the Makor, the source, he's not named. We don't even know who his name is. We don't know who he was. We don't know who he was, we don't know his lineage, we don't know if he had yichis, if he was a Rav, if he had smicha It sounds like not. It sounds like he was a simple, everyday guy. And he found on Hag Atoy, he found a wonderful thing to do, to beautify Shabbos, and that was where Rav Shimba Yechai felt, ah, oh, this is it. Because Rav Shimba Yechai had Connected to that nikkud Toyva in that person, was recognizing that within this person is a special Hagga, Only this Jew, this simple Jew, this Jew that we don't even know who his name is, he brought out this new thing of hadassim of coming Shabbos through zocher v'shamar of smelling v'sham, of bringing Shabbos a beautiful thing. You know, in many Sfaradim schools they have this huge, beautiful array of wonderful uh, uh, things to smell. And they hand it around, and you have a, like a bouquet of all kinds of different. Sometimes it's hadassim, sometimes it's uh, ezoiv, all kinds of different besamim. And everybody makes a brach and everybody smells it. Because this is a special thing that this Jew contributed. And this sort of shimbachah, all of a sudden, after having burned the world about, after being so kanosh, so strong about what he thought has to be Torah, has to be this way. And then he saw that you're able to bring out a void of Hashem, even in ways that we didn't even realize you was able to bring something new to the table, a new chiddush, a new thing, even though it's not a mitzvah, it's an ha He was able to take something begashmius, two hadasim, two branches from a tree, and bring ruchnius into it, make a broch on it, ma'anik Shabbos with it, beautify Shabbos with it, do something special for Shabbos. I'll leave you with an amazing teaching I saw about Svir Asayimur, but it really has to do with every single day of our lives. But since it's, and Imer, I think no better way to conclude than with a, a shtikl zoyer, but one that's not so Kabbalistic that we can hopefully all gain something from it. This is the Zorim Parshas and the Zor says, Tachazi, or the Zor is Russian, come and see. The Gemara says, Tashma, come and hear. And the Zor says, come and see. Because seeing is different than hearing. Seeing is on a madrega that's different. We say a picture's worth a thousand worlds. Words when you see something, you see about it things. The eye can bring in things that the ear cannot. So the Zohar says, you come and see." You should know that each one of the days of creation, each one of the days of the week, has a different partzuf, has a different face, and that face guides that day. You cannot find a day, says the that there's no good in that day. Every day has something good in it. me'isrei geder mirbar. But you should know, besides the fact that every single day has something positive, something good in it, every single day has a gedr, a fence that surrounds that day on the outside, protecting it. <speaking in Hebrew> it's preventing us from getting at that to'iv. Right? So every day has a positive element, a good thing in it, but there's a fence, there's a gate, there's some barrier that's stopping me from getting at that good. Kigoyim. <laughs> so, for example, like darkness that covers the light. Ubeginda da mant yu chayavavav yal aminder Kama malachi chabaladiz kariu chayashik vafiran nechashim yakravim chayas bro kari. Says, Zoyer, if a person wants to come in and taste the secrets of Torah, the secret good hidden within each day, the positive that you can find in each day, which is guarded, how many destructive forces and angels are there out there? There's so many of them. They're called darkness. They're called the nechashim, akravim, scorpions, and snakes. Those things are all the horrible things that, go, that we go through on those days that we think this Everybody's had what they call a bad day, whether it's a bad day at work or a bad day at home. What is a bad day? A bad day is one that's full of darkness and scorpions and snakes. Hopefully it's not really snakes and scorpions and darkness, but usually it manifests itself in all kinds of things. Arguments and failures and missing a bus, a flight, a train, a meeting, something that was supposed to go right that went seemingly totally wrong. A person tries to get somewhere, there's an accident, there's the... There's a million and one things that could create what we call a bad day. Says the zor, you should know every single day of the week has a positive good in it. And all these things are barriers, they're gates, they're guardians, preventing us from getting at that positive, that within the day. Avomad yu called kol ilen inun the says the Zohar Kodesh, you should know, if you yourself are good, if you are considered Toiv in the same way, then all of these guardians, instead of being preventive barriers, guarding the Toiv and preventing you from getting at it, they'll become your agents. They'll become your friends. They'll become the ones to help you get at the The kategor natses senegor, says the That even the Mekatrigim, even those prosecuting evil angels that cause us pain and suffering... They're still angels, which means they're still malachim, they still are tafkidim, that they're supposed to be doing ratz and Hashem. How can a malachim be doing ratz Hashem if he's this type of a malach? He says, if you are a toiv, then they'll be for you. alun letoiv again, They will guide you and guard you and bring you to that toiv. So I can't learn this whole country with you, but what I can tell you that I've gained from this country that brings down the Zoyar is the idea as follows. Every single day has a positive good, Nakuda Just like we said, every year has a Nakuda Every day has a Nakuda The days of Sphirah each one of them, if you look in the Siddirim, the Siddirim bring down that every single one of the days has Epis, a a higher realm in the Shemaim that it connects to. And this day is known as Hojt Shibahoid. And the Sfarim explained to us, you can look in more of Hashemesh if you have time and understand it, what Hojt Bahoid means. It's, the, it's supposed to be the darkest of the dark. Should be the most nidrixta, the lowest of all the measurement, the most difficult Kashadinim. Rushimba Yachai is the one that says, isa, kulam said, I am the one, and we know Rushim Bahay wasn't a Balgaida. If he said it, he meant it because it's true. Rivshim Bahay said, I am the one that can potter, that can exempt the entire world from Din. Rushim Barachai is the one that he can potter all of us. Not just from Din in terms of being Chayav in judgment, in terms of being bin adin. everybody has Dinim, everybody has all these barriers. The Chashim, the the Choyshek, the Arafel, the Every day we come across all these barriers, all these Malachi <laughs> Chabala, and they're preventing from us from getting at that Toiv that's in that day. There's an Akura Toiv in this very day that I'm supposed to get to, that I'm supposed to bring out for myself a positive thing that's going to help me be Oyub Hashem. That's the secret of this day. How am I going to get to it? I have all these barriers, all these things. The answer is, that if I want the Malachim to help me, I have to realize that whoever believes in Shem Bar Yochai's message, whoever believes in the teachings of Rav of the teachings of Musa, finding the Kudus Toiv, and, and every Toiv, and loving them, and feeling close to them. This message, this message of the Zod, that there's good in every day, if you connect to this Rav Barashvi. We said said the I feel a even for everyone, no matter where you're holding, no matter what type of day you're going through, no matter what type of message you got from that day. Rav Shembar for us all. He is one that can us from the din. And I'll leave you very very quickly with the Marasham. The Marasham said He said, What does it mean that Rav Shembar said and din? So the Gemara in Sanhedrin says Antoninus asked Gufin I can potter them from the din, because, right, the goof can only do physical things, and the neshama can only do spiritual things. How can you ever be mechay of them together? What's going to happen? The goof says, listen, without a neshama, I do nothing. I'm a stone, I'm a rock, I do nothing. It's all the neshama's fault. The neshama says, it's all the goof's fault. Without the goof, what can I do in this world? I can't move anything. So it's like a Melch Basenvedan. you know, the story, there was, you set two guards one of them was uh, blind, and one of them uh, what's it called, couldn't walk, and he put one on top of the other. And the answer was that he's able to be Potter everybody from the dinner of Shreem Bo'echai, because he's the one who'd be able to say that without the Neshama, without the Nekudah Tovah, without the Leif Tovah, within everything, without that, there's nothing. So Hashem should help that we will find the Nekudah Tovah in the heart of every Jew, in the, in the heart of every day, and bring that to each other. Amen. Thank you so much. <laughs>